Good morning. Uh, real pleasure to be here with you this morning. Um, when the invite came uh, to come here and, uh, and uh, fill the pulpit, it was a real uh, yeah, sense of, of responsibility for me. Uh, this, this church uh, has been a part of my past uh, just because of Bob Rasmussen and, uh, and Bob growing up here, uh, cutting his teeth in missions here with guys going down to Costa Rica, this church. Um, uh, the work that Dar and I do now in Egypt, in, uh, in Eastern Europe, around the world, is on the shoulders of this church. And so, uh, so coming back here and, and bringing the word here is, is a real, a real uh, privilege for us. And, uh, and we, feel that, uh, we feel that very deeply. Um, uh, we loved uh, Bob very much, and, uh, and he called us into ministry uh, for a couple of years to help him. And then we just could never get back out of it. Um, I really tried, tried to get back out, tried to go back to the cows and go back to farming and uh, just never, yeah, yeah, God just wouldn't let me do it and wouldn't give me peace about it. And, uh, and so we stayed. And uh, as most of you know, Bob died in 2003 and uh, we have been uh, leading the mission since then and trying to hold it to his vision, to his, to his way of thinking. Uh, it is a pretty rare way to run a mission around the world. Um, you don't see very many that, uh, that have his heart and, uh, and hold to his understanding of what missions is and what missions should be about. And, uh, and all that came from the body life and the teaching and preaching and discipling of this church. And so uh, uh, the impact of uh, West Cohasset Chapel is uh, yeah, in Nepal in southern China, in Peru, in Uganda, in Moscow, in Putin's back door. That gives me a special pleasure uh, that we have staff working in his back office there, <laughs> uh, in Ukraine, in Poland, uh, on the Pine Lake Indian Reservation, uh, in Romania. You know, there, I think there are maybe 17 countries uh, that... I am USA and I am Canada uh, works in now. We have about 200 staff. Um, about 60, 55 to 60 percent of those are nationals, and we never really intended on that either. But God, in His mercy, just kind of led us that way. Uh, it shouldn't work, but it really has, uh, very much so. And uh, and yeah, God is sustaining us and and uh, carrying us and helping us. Uh, we should be called grace-dependent rather than international messengers. It would be a very accurate <laughs> title for who we are and, and for our ministry. But uh, God has been real faithful. And, and so I've, I just wanted to say thanks to you for, uh, you, yeah, some of you uh, were involved in Bob's life uh, back through the years. And, uh, and uh, certainly, certainly uh, the discipling that, uh, that God used you in his life uh, with has had an impact uh, just tremendously around the world. So uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. About a week ago, um, Dar and I were in Egypt uh, Monday morning of this last week, uh, finished with the ministry, the team still in bed, 
uh, I got up early, uh, not because I'm so spiritual, but because I was just hurting so bad I had to get out of the lousy bed and go get some coffee and uh, took my uh, pen and pencil and the Bible and went down and and, uh, been working on this message maybe for three months and it's been working on me about that long too. Um, Well, went down to this little table on this veranda and Egypt was just starting to come alive out in the countryside and uh, uh, me and the flies kind of scribbled out this, uh, this, this message. Um, didn't really have a finish for it or beginning until this morning. Had a delightful time of fellowship last night uh, with the Daigles and uh, with the Drowns and, and with uh, the Dawkins and uh, uh, just a, a deep, deep kind of time that reminded me of Bob and uh, the kind of uh, depth of conversations we used to be able to have like that uh, uh, from any point or time. And so, uh, so this morning early... Uh, in jet lag, uh, God came and met me about four o'clock and, uh, and uh, got the finish on, on this message. It may not sound finished, but at least it's more finished than it was. And I want to bring it to you, not, uh, not for me speaking to you, but I want to share it with you as, as God is working in my heart with it. Um, I want to share it in that spirit with you because that really is, is what this is. Uh, Psalm 147. Uh, the command to praise. First verse, praise the Lord. Last verse, praise the Lord. And I'll read you what's in between. Verse 1, praise the Lord, how good it is to sing praises to our God, how delightful and how right. The Lord is rebuilding Jerusalem, bringing the exiles back to Israel. He heals the brokenhearted, binding up their wounds. He counts the stars and calls them all by name. How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. The Lord supports the humble, but he brings the wicked down into the dust. Sing out your thanks to the Lord. Sing praises to our God accompanied by harps. He covers the heavens with clouds, provides rain for the earth, makes the green grass grow in mountain pastures. He feeds the wild animals and the young ravens cry to him for food. The strength of a horse does not impress him. How puny in his sight is the strength of a man. Rather, the Lord's delight is in those who honor him, those who put their hope in his unfailing love. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he has fortified the bars of your gates and blessed your children within you. He sends peace across your nation and satisfies you with plenty of the finest wheat. He sends his orders to the world. How swiftly his word flies. He sends the snow like white wool. He scatters frost upon the ground like ashes. He hurls the hail like stones. Who can stand against his freezing cold? Then, at his command, it all melts. He sends his winds and the ice thaws. He has revealed his words to Jacob, his principles and laws to Israel. He has not done this with any other nation. They do not know his laws. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think as we start into this passage, we have to remind ourselves that 
that when God gives us a command of any kind, whether it's to do something or not to do something, it's always in an, in an attempt to bring us abundant life. Always. Always. It's never, praise the Lord, you know. It's, you know, like a mom with a little boy gets her cheeks and her hands and kind of says, I know you, okay? This isn't going to work out well. <laughs> okay? This is going to leave a mark. <laughs> Maybe my own. <laughs> yeah? And that's this God that we have. He, he tells us, praise the Lord because it's good and it's right, as verse 1 says. It's, it's the right thing for us to spend our mental energies on. Okay? How do you spend your mental energies? All right? How do you how do you spend them? That time I used to call it windshield time when you just don't have a lot to think about. Guys, sometimes we go into the nothing boxes in our brain. We just kind of get in there and don't think about anything, but I know you women don't have those boxes and uh, how do you how do you spend your mental energies when you don't have anything else to do. Well, what's best and good for us is that we would spend that time rehearsing the goodness of God, what we can extol Him for in our lives, because we're going to need it. Because we're going to need it. We're going to need fresh remembrances of this God that loves us and cares about us. Okay? I don't have to tell you that the world is dark and it's darkening from one country to the next across, across the borders, across the world. Evil is spreading at a crazy, crazy kind of pace. The news, yeah, we used to get one big news story in six months and now it's just daily. Stuff that affects the whole planet, stuff that affects the future, stuff that it's just breaking like this. You can feel it. Just feel it picking up steam. The level of sickness, the level of cancer, the level of problems in the local churches. We're in maybe 40 local churches a year. And to see their prayer lists, they'd be a combination of two months of prayer lists when we were growing up. I mean, it is something. This thing is picking up. And I, yeah, yeah. If there was ever a time that this instruction from Psalm 147 is right and good for us as believers, it's now. It's now. We need to very purposefully set this into our daily practice to praise and extol the Lord for who He is. Now sometimes, and uh, yeah, quite a bit of the day, it doesn't just roll off my tongue. Okay. I don't know, maybe I'm more unspiritual than you, but Praising the Lord doesn't just jump into my mind at times during the day, a major amount of time during the day. And there are some of those things that happen that it takes me a day or two or five that that praise will roll off my tongue again and I'll be able to articulate the goodness of God and what he does. So we have passages like this, Psalm 147. And this passage jumps back and forth from God's greatness in, yeah, 
in the way he raised up Israel and took care of her, his greatness in, in nature and all that he's done, and then his grace, his grace. Yeah. And these are non-circumstantial. No matter how we've been smacked, no matter what has happened to us, no matter what the breaking news was that's got a cloud over our hearts, we can come here and we can use this as a template to regain who we are and who God is. And that's really healthy for us. Really, really, really healthy for us. Yeah. Verse 2 and 3. He built up Jerusalem again after the exile. He heals the brokenhearted. Binding up their wounds. Okay, this is grace. This is the grace of God. All right? We come here and we see again that his heart isn't evil. His heart is not dark. He is only light. There is no darkness in him at all. You know what theological bruises are? Yeah. Do you know kind of events in life that have put bruises on your theology? Have you had some stuff happen to you that kind of left a mark on how you deal with God until time and truth kind of heals that and, and salves that over? Yeah. All of us have. All of us have, but some of us deeper, deeper kinds of bruises than others. Yeah. This, this remembrance that God does not build his kingdom by subjecting people to himself. He does not build his kingdom like other kings where you come in and wipe the field clean and then you, you start over again. Uh, you know, it just, that's not, that's not who he is. That's not who he is. He, he takes the brokenhearted and he restores and he binds their wounds. And we have all benefited from that, right? Yeah. We got issues, right? Yeah. We got stuff that God is still healing in us and still working on to bring us into the image of Jesus, His Son. We all do. We all do. And it's really, really healthy for us to admit that to Him. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you restore the broken like me. You bind up the wounds of the broken heart. That thing that happened to me back in 87. Thank you that you just keep putting salve on that wound. Yeah? Yeah, this is our God. We praise him. We extol his name because he, he restores and he doesn't just disqualify us out of brokenness. Instead, he calls us to himself and says, Come, all you who are weak and heavy laden, you come. And I will give you rest. Yeah. Yeah. This is our God. And we praise him. And we worship him for that. Verse 4. We praise him for the enormity of his creation. Okay? <laughs> Calls the stars out by name. Well, when I was 30, that... That was quite a task. I think back then they thought there was about 500,000 stars or 600,000 stars. And so 
Calling out 600,000 stars is quite a, quite a task. Better memory than I have, for sure. Um, okay. But now, if you Google number of stars, they will tell you that they think there's somewhere around a billion trillion stars. A billion trillion. They estimate that there's probably right around a billion galaxies like ours, and then there are about a trillion stars in each. And so a billion trillion, and he calls them each by name. Now, I did the math on that. I got a lot of zeros there, and I'm not so good with zeros. The math on that is if it took him a second per name, it would take him somewhere in the 37 trillion years to, to call out a billion trillion stars at one a second uh, by name. Okay, so kind of enormity is a small world for this. It's, it's not a very small, not a very big word, enormity, when you're talking a billion trillion. 21 zeros, okay, lots of zeros. Almost like our national debt. It's, it's big. And, and so a billion trillion stars, and he calls them each by name. Wow. Wow. Does it kind of put you down, kind of, kind of help you a little bit as far as what you can't figure out in life? Uh, to be reminded that he can call out so far a billion trillion stars by name. There's only six and a half or seven billion of us on the planet, so no problem understanding and knowing our names and our hearts and everything about us. That's no big deal. Just seven billion of us compared to a billion trillion stars by name. Yeah, yeah. This is our God. This next verse, verse 5, yeah. <laughs> His understanding is beyond comprehension. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond un under comprehension. Now, after the billion trillion thing, we look at this and say, oh, really? <laughs> like, 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 wow, it's kind of redundant, don't you think? You know, just, yeah, okay. His understanding is beyond comprehension. His power is absolute. Okay? I have a, a good doctor friend, and he's brilliant, much smarter than I am. Name is Jim, and we've been walking together since he was in his 20s. We're both old now, and, and uh, Jim, just, we were in for a dental visit, and Jim says, you know, Dar, there's one thing about creation that I just don't quite understand yet. He said, some of the light that, I mean, it's like a billion light years from some of the stars to, to our planet, and, and if our planet's only... 6,000 years old, then how's that light? How can it be that our planet is so young if all that? I said, Jim, he created a woman out of a rib, okay? He didn't really grasp that at that moment, but okay. He formed Adam out of dirt, okay? Out of dirt and breathed life into his nostrils, okay? The fact that we can't figure out how a billion light year light got to the earth in time for us to only be 6,000 years old is really a minutia point of this creation of God. It is, you know. 
It is. At, at the cellular level, what we're learning, at the DNA level, you know, the genetic code, the amount of information wrapped in those spirals on a chromosome, it's incredible. It's incredible. Okay? Yeah. His power is absolute, and his understanding is beyond comprehension. Pretty healthy to remind ourselves of that real regularly, okay? Like right in the time before we get smacked the next time in life. Really good, really good for our hearts to keep a good understanding of who God is and who we are. We, I enjoy listening to this pastor from, uh, from Dallas. His name is Matt Chandler. And he's teaching on the book of James. And he says, regularly, God... God says to me, hey, Matt, Matt. And he says, uh, I'm eternal, Matt, and you're 39. We're going to see things a little differently. Okay? You know? That's Psalms 147. That is verse 5 right here. His understanding is beyond comprehension. A billion trillion stars. We can just kind of relax and say, okay, okay. Okay, okay, I, like my vision, even though it's pretty good, it's only about this far, and yours is really big, really big. Beginning to end, side to side, you see and you understand so much more than I do. I want to shake my fist at you, but, but you understand so much more than I do. Yeah. Really good and fitting really good and fitting to praise the Lord. Sing out thanks to the Lord. Sing praises. Okay, you know, I, I love music, and you, a lot of you love music, and, and there's just something about putting praise to music that ministers to our hearts. My, uh, my grandson's three. He just loves worship music. I don't know why, but not Jesus loves me, but oceans, and bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and and stuff, and so we take him in for his tonsillectomy, and uh, he has his old iPad, and the nurses come, and they put him in this little cart and on the floor, and they're getting him all ready to haul him to the emergency, and I have to walk with him in this snowman suit that makes me look like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, Bigfoot, and, and so we're walking down, and he, he dials up, bless the Lord of my soul, and he cranks it up, and so we're going down the hallway of the hospital, and Bless the Lord, oh, my soul is playing. And the nurses are saying, man, this is really different. You know, stuff. Yeah, that's the right thing. It's the right thing. It is. Even, yeah, it is. It's the right thing. Yeah. Fitting. I love that word in verse 1. It's fitting that we would praise him in crazy places and at crazy times in our lives. It's our privilege to walk under such a loving Sovereign God. Yeah. 10 and 11, back to grace. Oh, no, 8 and 9. He covers the heavens with clouds, provides rain for the earth, makes the green grass grow. These systems of God, you know, we get up and we think, uh, okay, another day, uh, get the coffee on, uh, got this happening at 9, this happening at 10, got to get ready for this. I got a homeless guy on my staff that lived for three years eating out of trash cans. 
And every time we get up in the morning, the first thing he says in his prayer is, God, thank you that I can dress myself today. Thank you that I can think and that I can dress myself today. Isn't that just automatic, right? That we can do? No, no. Isn't it automatic that the deer have something to eat? No, no, no. All of this, all of these systems of oxygen and, and, and hydrogen and all this water and recycling of moisture and energy on our planet, it's all, it's all set up with his, with his systems. You know. His understanding is beyond our comprehension. Beyond our comprehension. As science goes forward, there should be more and more worship because we're discovering more and more of God's incredible creation. Instead, we yawn and we pat ourselves in the back and we say, aren't we something? You know, aren't we something? Wow, wow. Yeah. How upside down is that? You know, it really is, it really is. Even the young ravens cry out to him for food. Strength of a horse does not impress him. How puny in his sight is the strength of a man. Yeah. What moves God's heart? What moves his hand? Can we praise him that it's not talent? Can we praise him that it's not being all shined up and, and righteous in our own eyes? Yeah. Can we praise him that his hand is moved by humility, by brokenness? by people that cry out to him, you know? That he's not impressed with the strength of man. He's not impressed with the strength of a horse. It's, yeah, our God, our God, his hand is moved, his heart is moved when people say, I don't have it, I don't have it. The Lord's delight is in those who honor him, those who put their hope in his unfailing love. When I read this part of this passage, we'd just gotten away from our grandkids and my son and his wife. And I don't know about you, when we come away from our grandkids, our heart is heavy. It is. I mean, the world they're growing up in is a whole lot different than the world that we grew up in. And it's marketed to their flesh like like nothing we ever experienced. And, uh, and then they're pagan little rascals, like their grandpa. You know, they got my genes, and so they are, they are just headed for hell. They are without the gospel. And so, so we come away, and usually our heart is heavy. And we would like this to be changed in the way they parent, and this to be changed in their home, and this priority to be more important, and... We'd like this one of the grandkids to be different and this one and this one and this one and yeah. But then I got to this verse and I realized that each one of those things I would like to be changed are opportunities. They're a neediness that might draw their hearts to Jesus. You know? Each one of those limps that they have, those things that, that I wish were different about them, 
These are things that, that may draw their hearts to Jesus and may cause them to cry out to him. Wow. Can we praise him that he's moved by that? Can we praise him that he's moved by our neediness and not by our shiny self-righteousness or our talent or our power or our money or anything else? That, yeah, This is our God. This is our God. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. He's fortified the bars of your gates, blessed your children. We were in Egypt uh, last week, and one of the real pagan guys, he was a drug dealer, uh, was at this camp we were at. And the first day after the Bible study, he's a Coptic Christian in the Coptic church there. He turns to me and he says, what about this God? You know, through a translator. He says, many of us Egyptians have died through the centuries because God loves Israel so much. Wow. Man, from a drug dealer, okay? Wow. Every nation, really, every nation understands that God has fortified and taken this tiny little group of people in a tiny little arid place and protected them and provided for them and blessed them and called them back to himself. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah. This is our God. He can take a nation out of nothing, raise them up, protect them through the centuries, and then send a redeemer through them. But we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. 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 Verse 15, 16. He sends his orders to the world. Yeah, this is the weather channel, okay? He sends the snow like white wool. He sends the hail. Yeah, yeah. He scatters the frost. He ices things up. He sends the warm wind to, to thaw it out. Yeah, the Weather Channel should be a worship experience for us. This is, this is God, you know. This is, this is Him. This is not just automatically happening like, you know, kind of like, this is not. This is God. He is, he is moving and working with the weather and causing things to happen. And, man, I've read about, before we left for Egypt, a tornado that was on the ground up in Alberta, or I think it was in Alberta, out on the flatland. It was on the ground for almost two and a half hours. Wow. Wow. If that didn't get some farmers' attention, I don't know. It's <laughs> a long time for a tornado to be on ground. God evidently was trying to say something to someone there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is our God. Greatness, his greatness. We need to remember who he is and then freshly remember who, who we are. Who we are. Yeah. In verse 19, he has revealed his words to Jacob, his principles and laws to Israel. He has not done this with any other nation. They do not know his laws. Praise the Lord. We come back to the gospel here, okay? The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Yeah. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Wow. Wow. This, this is, is what we benefited from. 
that God revealed himself to Israel and he gave us a savior and he grafted us in as pagan Gentiles. This is our, our history. This is our past. This is our future. That we are included in his most loved nation. We are his people and he is our God. Yeah. Yeah. Praise him. Praise him. This time, right now, okay, it's short. If you're five years old, the time is short. We have a very short period of time to deal with in light of eternity, okay? And we need to understand and keep reminding each other of the scope and breadth of God's plan, okay? The kingdom that he is building ahead of us He's building mansions today for those that are turning to Christ. What a cool thing, huh? And he's representing Jesus is interceding before God on our behalf as Satan brings his accusations to us. But soon, it's done. And our time to live by faith is over. But for now, we live by faith. We live by faith. And our faith is tested because we see things with our eyes, we hear things with our ears, we experience a broken, broken, sin-torn world. And it's hard to figure out. It's hard to figure out. And so God calls us to live by faith, to trust Him. And the way to stay on that pathway with Him to live lives that have impact in the lives of others is to praise Him. It's to praise Him. To keep a fresh remembrance of His greatness and grace. Keep reminding our self-centered hearts that there is a God that's so much greater than us. And He has such a great plan for the hearts of men. He would that no one would perish, that all would turn to him. Big news, ISIS, 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 ISIS around the world. God is using ISIS. He's using ISIS to bring people to himself. He's shaking people that are Christian in name only. And he's shaking them. And he's saying, wouldn't you want to die with purpose? Wouldn't you want to die for a reason rather than just being called Christian? You know? God is at work. We need to continually encourage each other. We need to continually go to the Word, remind our pagan hearts that our God is a gracious God. He's full of grace. He's powerful and He's mighty. And he's full of grace. He responds to the humble. His grace starts to flow when we say, I can't do this. I can't do this. Whatever it is, this is our God. This is our God. As Dar and I teach at our training centers, we have a training center in Libby, Montana. Some of you have been there for missionaries and we have a very similar one in Odessa, Ukraine, 
for Eastern Europeans, Central Europeans to come, Ukrainians, Russians, Poles, Romanians. And we have one in Jinja, Uganda, uh, mainly for Ugandans to be trained up in missions to be sent out. And then we have one, in, a new one, in Alexandria, Egypt. And, uh, and God is he's at work in all this. He's, he's at work in all this. And we'll go in this fall at the end of these classes, the classwork part, before they go out into their internships, and we'll teach on perseverance. And the general theme of those nine hours of teaching that I'll put them through, I've shared with you this morning. Okay. The way to persevere is to keep a solid remembrance of the grace of God in our own lives and a solid, fresh remembrance of His majesty and power. That He's not in some kind of box that we can figure out and, and manipulate to go and to do and all we can do is take the scripture and trust him. Trust him. Trust him. You know, trust him. Yeah, that's what he wants from us. <clears throat> I'm going to try and close with a song. It's called Overwhelmed. And it's fairly new. It's by Big Daddy Weave. Uh, but I couldn't uh, find a song that, that spoke Psalms 147 like, like this one does. So. Give it a try. Should we close in a word of prayer? Our gracious and mighty, majestic Father, we thank you, God, for your forbearance with us. Never in the history of man as a people had such peace, such prosperity to live in, uh, had access to so many tools to interpret Scripture, so many translations to, to find the nuances of your Word. Uh, never before, and yet praise doesn't just roll off our lips most of the day. We, we whine a little, we complain a little. We cast aspersions on your character, on, on your greatness, on your wisdom. God, forgive us. Forgive us. Father, you set this example for us on the cross. We, we go there to find our meaning, our value, our worth to you. We, we remember the purity of your love how we just can't question your character, who you are. You've, you've loved us in such a way, dying in our place, taking the wrath of God that was meant for us on your back. Jesus, we, uh, we pray that you would lead us. We, we pray, Lord, that you would return our hearts to, to hearts that praise easily, that, that are thankful hearts, that are hearts with perspective of eternity and, 
of your wonderful, wonderful heart for the lost around us, God. That we might have to suffer to help them understand the gospel? Well, of course. Well, of course we would. Help us not to be so shocked by your love for the lost and your desire for their lives when, when you chased us down. You brought us the gospel. Father, we, uh, we bow before you. We thank you. We give you worship. You are worthy of praise. You are worthy, God, to be called the, the great creator, the king of the universe. That's you. That's you. Father, I pray your blessing on this body of Christ here. West Cohasset, I pray, O oh God, for its future. Father, its past is, is great. I've benefited from it. So many people around the world know the gospel because of this church. Yet, Father, its future, I pray you'd take it way beyond that, way beyond that. I pray, God, for the significance, Father, of each one that's here, their lives out in this community out in this area, in this region, in this state, in our country, God, across the globe, I pray, Father, that you would bless this body with a missional heart, bless this body with a brokenness over the Walmart crowd, God. Please come, break us anew for those that you would spend time with, Father, that you would be drawn to. We love you, Lord. We thank you for this morning to worship you. Pray your blessing, God, on our understanding of your word. In Jesus' name, amen.